thinking of planning a trip while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Wednesday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include a reduced price of insulin for Minnesotans with diabetes, part one of our preview on the legislative session, and Purple Rain will be back in Minneapolis as a stage show. But we begin with news out of Washington and reaction from a Minnesota senator. WCCO's Steve Simpson begins our coverage. Frustration building in Washington, D.C., where negotiations over a border security bill continue to go up in smoke, despite Republican and Democratic senators working together for some sort of a deal. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar telling our Vanita Sarkar on the morning news she supports something. There's attacks on this bill from the left. There's some people that won't support it. There's attacks on this bill, obviously, from the right. Um, but my hope is in the end we're going to come together and do something because the good of our security of our country depends on it. We have a duty to get it done. She says the bill may get broken up and passed in pieces. For Minnesotans who suffer with diabetes, good news today. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison announcing details of a settlement reached with Eli Lilly, one of three pharmaceutical companies the state sued for overcharging for insulin. It doesn't make sense for this life-saving medicine to be locked behind the glass you can only break in case of an emergency or behind a high wall of prices. This settlement shatters that glass and tears down that wall $35 out of pocket when you need it. Nicole Smith-Holt, whose son Alex Smith died in 2017 after being forced to ration his insulin, spearheaded the effort to get to this point. She was also on hand for the press conference. It's scary because not only can rationing your insulin result in long-term health complications, but it can lead to death like it did for Alec and Jessamiah and so many others. Minnesota joined several other states in 2018 in a lawsuit against pharmaceutical companies for overcharging for insulin. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. While many of us are enjoying the warm winter, it has caused one problem, ticks. It's early February, yet ticks have already been reported around the state. Alex Carlson with the Metropolitan Mosquito Control District reveals the culprit. We had a pretty mild winter, and so fewer ticks may have died off during the winter. This could be cause for concern. Deer ticks do tend to emerge on warm winter days. Anytime the temperature is above freezing, they can come back out. So we're going to expect to see them quite widespread this week. And if you do find a tick on your body? The Department of Health recommends using a tweezer and grabbing it as close to the head of the tick as possible. Uh, and then pulling it out from the head and then uh, putting it in rubbing alcohol or flushing it down the toilet. So if you're going to be in a wooded area or one with tall grass, dress accordingly. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. Two young Amish children are fighting for their lives at Children's Hospital in the Twin Cities after the buggy they were riding in was hit by a car. It happened last Thursday near Hinkley. Pine County Sheriff Jeff Nelson says a 17-year-old called 911 to report he'd hit the horse and buggy. An Amish couple and their four children were all on board with a two-year-old and a four-year-old sustaining life-threatening injuries. He says they are seeing an increase in traffic of all kinds of vehicles on the roads and people have to pay attention. A lot of stuff can be avoided by driving slow and uh, being cautious on, on how you 
approach intersections. Last September, two Amish children were killed in Fillmore County. They were riding to school with two other siblings, and a woman hit the buggy. She is facing charges. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Another city council is facing calls to demand a ceasefire in the Middle East. Palestine activists are planning to return to St. Paul City Hall today following yesterday's rally where they called on city council members to pass a resolution calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. Robin Harbison is the director of Women Against Military Madness. We can't, like, as, like, a city that stands for, you know, like, peace and justice and equality and, like, living in a very blue state, a lot of the messaging and people's, you know, like, ideology and philosophy is, like, geared around that. We can't stay silent during genocide. Minneapolis City Council members approved a similar resolution, which Mayor Jacob Fry vetoed. The council could override that veto tomorrow. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota lawmakers head back to work next Monday as the 2024 legislative session gets underway. In this installment of WCCO In-Depth, Susie Jones has a look at what's likely to happen. From legalizing marijuana to protecting abortion access, Democrats passed pretty much everything on their to-do list last year. This year, the list is likely to be shorter. Governor Walz has already proposed a public construction bill, and there's expected to be worked on an equal rights bill, end-of-life bill, and a sports betting bill, to name a few. Twin Cities Public Television political reporter Mary LaHammer says members of the House will also be in campaign mode with control of the House on the line. And that's still just, you know, four seats Republicans would have to pick up to flip it. So I think every vote they'll be watching, making sure nobody is sick or traveling or away because it's still slim margins in both chambers. Republicans have raised $1.17 million, a GOP record for House elections. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thinking of planning a trip to the Boundary Waters this summer? Here's what you need to know permit-wise. All right, let's break this down. If you want to visit during the day, any day, you can enter on a self-issued free permit. Same thing goes for overnight stays during the off-season. However, during quota season, a permit is required. Superior National Forest, Kathy Quinn. For an adult, it's $16 per person for overnight trips. During the quota season, too, there's also a $6 reservation fee that is associated with each permit, and that's just for the whole permit. It's not per person. And you can stay as long as you'd like. As long as you don't stay in any one particular campsite for more than two weeks at a time, you're okay to stick around for a long time. Visit reservation.gov to start planning your trip. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. Edina Public Schools says it's part of a Title VI investigation opened by the United States Department of Education. This comes after the Minnesota Council for Islamic Relations filed a complaint last November over the suspension of two students claiming religious discrimination during a pro-Palestinian protest. Those allegations surfaced after two Muslim students were suspended from Edina High School for chanting, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is considered by many to be anti-Semitic. The district says it supports students' First Amendment rights and has strong policies prohibiting any type of discrimination against students. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. The Minneapolis Animal Care and Control Center is a busy place these days, so much so that they're nearing capacity and are eliminating adoption fees for residents. You may not know this, but many of the animals coming into the Minneapolis Animal Control and Care Center are often abused or neglected. It's not just feed them once or twice a day and move about your day and keep on caring for animals. It's providing repeated feedings every 30 minutes. 
every 45 minutes, every hour. Regulatory Services Director Enrique Veliquez says by waiving the fees, they hope to encourage adoption, easing some of the stress on the workers. Pets are a great addition to your family, and if you haven't thought about adopting before, now is a great time to think about adopting. The city has invested $600,000 to improve operations. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Still a lot of questions surrounding the death of a Faribault man. Police Chief John Sherwin says they were called to a home Monday to do a welfare check. A man who had not shown up for an appointment. Chief says the man died of homicidal violence with several different injuries. It's something that uh, certainly has had an impact on the community. I've had community members reach out to me um, with their concerns for their own safety. The chief says the person who killed the man took his vehicle, which they later found in Iowa, it's giving them some direction in the case. This is a very active investigation. We are, are pointed in a direction, but, uh, you know, as far as imminent arrests or anything, uh, I can't, I don't have any information on that. Still no name or age of the victim has been released. The Minnesota Senate DFL has selected Aaron Murphy as their new majority leader after a caucus meeting on Tuesday. The eighth-term senator from St. Paul will take over for former Majority Leader Carrie Dietzik, who announced that her cancer had returned last week after battling the disease during the 2023 legislative session. WCCO radio political analyst Blois Olson. We know there's divide in the caucus over the uh, Hamas attack on Israel and the Palestinian war. We know there's a uh, divide in the caucus on key issues, and so trying to make sure that All 34 votes stay together on key issues uh, will be Murphy's biggest challenge. Murphy served as an assistant majority leader in the last legislative session. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. We're learning more this afternoon about a fatal hit and run in Minneapolis early this morning. It happened about 2.30 this morning on East Hennepin Ave between Southeast 6th Street and Southeast 7th Street. Officers found a man in the street who had been run over by a vehicle. He died at the scene. Police say the driver of the striking vehicle has been identified and is cooperating with investigators. Preliminary information indicates that the unidentified male walked in front of a slow-moving Hennepin County plow truck as it left a gas station parking lot. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830, WCCO. The unusually warm weather could actually end up damaging our lawns and gardens. The lack of snow is not good for our lawns and gardens. Especially if we get these warmer growth periods followed by a sudden hard freeze. University of Minnesota lawn expert John Trappy says it'll probably be spring before we see the extent of the damage. As far as wanting to get out there and do yard work. You can actually do more harm than good by getting out and doing too much, whether it be pruning or uh, raking leaves and being too aggressive for plants that aren't fully able to outgrow uh, any kind of stress that they're experiencing. He says it's important to just try to be patient and wait for the plants to come out of dormancy on their own. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. And finally today, it's only fitting, Minneapolis will debut Prince's Broadway-bound Purple Rain musical. Producer Orrin Wolf says the stage adaptation of Purple Rain will make its world premiere at the Hennepin Theatre Trust State Theatre next spring. Wolf announced the development of the adaptation based on the 1984 movie and album last month. In a statement, Prince's former manager, L. Londell McMillan, said Prince talked about adapting Purple Rain for the stage for years and that it was only fitting the world premiere musical version would be in the city where it all began. Prince was found dead in 2016 at Paisley Park at the age of 57. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go on all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.